lift off and the clock has started. Pixel Life, we're talking episode 260, recording on September 11th, 2023. It's your boy, Justin Time Carter. You know, this week we're talking a little uh, Nintendo Switch 2 rumors going on. Uh, um, and, you know, we, we got some other hijinks in store for this episode. And, you know, I have with me, as always, Zach 1-0 Anderson. Hello. How are you, sir? Good. How's how's Jesus? How's my boy doing? Uh, I've been a little better. Um, thank you for taking over the hosting duties, as I have a, a little bit of a sore throat and a, a cough working. Uh, kids went back to school, so you know that means everyone gets sick, as a, as per the per the usual. Um, but I am one to know the Raiders, only team in the AFC West to win a game yesterday. And so I am enjoying my one week that they'll be atop the division because <laughs> I don't imagine it'll last too long. So I'll take it. I'll take it, though. Yeah, you got to take those little victories when you can. You do. You do. You know, also with us, we have, it's your boy, Shannon, kicking and screaming more. What's up? I am taken aback. I was not. I usually I get introduced like first, and then somebody else gets introduced. So like this time, I was just. He threw me off my game. Threw me off my yeah. game. You know the the higher the just like the Rock says the hierarchy of the DC universe was forever <laughs> changed. You know it's it's important you know it, to switch things up. I mean two sixty is a is a pretty big number. Uh, that is five years worth of podcasting in uh, in the, that Pixel Life universe. So uh, you know it, it's nice that after five years you you switch it up a little bit, keep it interesting, keep you on your toes. Yes, the TPLCU. <laughs> remember. And how was your week this week? It was uh, it was hellish. Uh, it was filled with soccer practices and games, and uh, you, uh, you know, coaching six year olds is like herding cats. It doesn't go well. Um, and then Saturday was like an insane day, uh, where like I had plumbers and contractors and games and parties, and then. I came home and went to bed super early so I could get up and go to Zach's house and watch football all day on Sunday, which is something that I really, really wanted to do. I ate so much food. Um, stretchy pants were in effect when I got home. Yeah, buddy. We ate, we ate <laughs> well. We ate well. It was nice. Uh, I was happy that Shannon was there, though, because, like, you know, the Niners just kicked the crap out of the Steelers in the opening game. And mm -hmm. uh, so Shannon was in the fabulous mood to help me manage my friend AJ, our mm. friend AJ, uh, <laughs> who was not the most relaxed person watching the Raider game. Let's just I'll, put it that way. I'll just say AJ, a uh, friend of the show, uh, he, man, he is just a light that you cannot, you cannot put a bushel over that light. He is, oh, uh, no, no. 
He's phenomenal. Uh, and it was funny, too, because uh, he put, finally put two and two together that I am, you know, the the friend in real life is also the person on the other end of the microphone. Oh, he gets that, to was so that was so funny. That was so funny where he's like, wait, wait, you're <laughs> Shannon from the podcast. And he's like, yeah. He's like, wait, that, it's the same Shannon? And he's like, how many male Shannons do you know? <laughs> Like, and I mean, in, his, in his defense, he said he knew a handful. So, like, yeah, I was like, "All right, yeah. all right, okay, cool, cool. We'll go, we'll go with this." But uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's great to always hang out um, with new friends, new faces, and um, and to watch football together. It's like I said, to watch Zach and AJ together is um, is hilarious. I mean, it's just it's awesome to watch mm-hmm. you two bounce back, piggyback off of each other because you both know so much about football, and I know nothing. Like I'm my I am in the shallow end of the football pool compared to like AJ and and Zach. Um, so to watch them like just banter back and forth and come up with these little quips and inside jokes and like to have all this football knowledge at their fingertips, I'm uh, I'm just in awe sometimes. It's good. Oh uh, yeah, fun. yeah. Shannon was looking at us like we were insane when like we're pulling out <laughs> players that played like literally twenty five years ago and like specific plays that happened and stuff. And he's just like, "What is wrong with you guys?" Like, Jesus Christ. And now, now I know how my wife looks at me when I talk about video games for like two hours with you guys every yep. week. She's just yep. like, "Jesus Christ, guys!" But uh, it was funny because AJ <laughs> was trying to explain something to me with uh, the Tennessee Titans game, right? Mm-hmm. And he said something about one of the players, and I looked at him. I was like, "I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I know." nothing about football if it's <laughs> like just you know just just assume i know nothing right now and he just kind of laughed and he's like i got to admire your honesty here because other people just would have gone along with it and i was like no nah, i'm gonna stop you right here like i'm yeah. i know nothing <laughs> you're like we're, you're like i'm gonna save the embarrassment for both of us Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah that during the headlights look you're gonna see that a lot more <laughs> yeah but uh but justin we we started the day off with bagels and donuts Wow. So we had a selection for either palette there. Mm-hmm. And then we went to, I went to the Chavez Taqueria and got a full taco bar fixings, carnitas, chicken, beans, mm-hmm. rice, mm-hmm. crema, guacamole. The, car- the carnitas was fire. And those, yeah. those chicharrones, oh my uh, yeah. God. Like, I've never had a chicharrones like that. Like, you, yeah, you got you got to get the chicharron from the taqueria. Like, don't buy that yellow bag shit that Safeway sells or Vons or Ralphs or wherever you shop. Like, don't buy that. Get get go to your taqueria and get the chicharron. That's what you want to do. The it's, only the only thing that I was missing is you put those in like a plastic bag and then you got to put some mm-hmm. hot sauce and you got to put some tahini and then you got to mm-hmm. put some other spices in there and like shake it all up so they're nice and like goopy. But yeah kind of like a thick goopy and then you sit down and just have yourself a good old heartburn sandwich with those things shannon thick goopy more you heard it here first that's <laughs> your moniker for next week oh boy. <laughs> oh boy all right well justin you you have the wheel this time so yeah where are you yep. steering us so justin take tell- the wheel <laughs> yeah i got the wheel and i'll tell you where we're going down nintendo boulevard so, some rumors have surfaced that apparently there was some behind-closed-doors talks and uh, demos done at Gamescom involving Nintendo with the Switch 2. And apparently they showed, from what I heard, some uh, they were playing some Breath of the Wild and stuff on this new Switch hardware. And... 
You know, a lot of people, rumors are saying it's as powerful as the PlayStation 5. I don't. <laughs> but like, And I guess it depends. Is it portable? Nobody knows. Like, if is it, like, are we going back to a home console? It seems like, you know, it would be kind of dumb to take a step back into home console after we've already kind of gone into the portable console realm and, you know, Steam saw that that's, like, the future and did that. So it kind of doesn't make sense to go back that route. Um, I don't think it is. I'm assuming it will be similar to the Switch. Supposedly, it's backwards compatible with the Switch. Um, so I'm assuming that it's still going to be on little cartridges, maybe like the 3DS or something, where it's going to have like that little lip or something. So it's like, oh, this is the Switch 2 game. And then it recognizes that it's a Switch 2 or a Switch game. But, uh,. You know, supposedly, like, it, you know, runs pretty strong um, for some old Nintendo games and stuff <laughs> and 4K. And, you know, what, what are your thoughts on this uh, the Switch 2 rumors? So you hit the nail on the head when you said it plays seven-year-old games really well. Uh, yeah. so that's, that's my, that's a, that's a big concern for me is that they're not doing anything new, uh, testing anything new on it to see how it runs. I mean, to be fair, the switch one played seven year old. Really well. like, we got I mean, a ton you're not... of 2013 ports. You're not switch wrong. One. Um, the other issues I have is, is it like an OLED? Is it 1080p? Like what? Uh, I didn't see any stats on the hardware itself. But it seems to me like you made yourself like relevant again when you brought into the homes a portable and dockable, uh, you know, unit, right? Because like nobody, like a lot of people don't want their kid hogging one of the main TVs in the house. Um, so, you know, to have them have their own little kind of tablet sized entertainment system was great for a lot of families. Um, so I think going back to a, a console is kind of counterproductive and it's also kind of hypocritical. I know, you know, they could still not be in competition with Xbox and, or with Microsoft and Sony by having a console at home, but it kind of seems like if you're doing that, you're going back into competition with them, which is something that you said you weren't going to do. Um, so that would be, I mean, I, I, I just think that they have to stick to their guns and keep it portable. But yeah, just, yeah. Too, and, and I agree with you, which is why I think. Uh, that PS5 rumor thing is total garbage, like 100% yeah. trash. Because if Sony could have made a PS5 into the size of a handheld, they would have. Like, there is no way in hell you are putting that amount of... You, you Graphics cards aren't that small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone the battery it would need and all that? No, I... Uh, we were taught me and Shannon were talking with our friend Carlos, and we all seem to come to the conclusion that the PS4 Xbox One level is far more likely. So, sticking with our model of being essentially a generation behind, mm -hmm. but when Nintendo's concern is selling Nintendo games, and third parties are nice to haves, not must haves like the other consoles, then that's fine. I mean, in reality, if they can push out a solid frame rate and a little better resolution on the next round of Mario Karts and Kirby's and all that stuff, then they're happy, I think. You might get a new Metroid game. 
That is true. You know, Nintendo ha- does seem to have brought Metroid back into the like once you know Dread actually sold like pretty well. They were like, oh, people actually still like Metroid. You know, let's uh give it a chance to shine. You know, and supposedly we might get you know Metroid Prime Four some point this generation. So what? So if the Switch Two rumors are true. What do you see being the flagship game that they're going to put out with the console? Because it's not going to be Zelda, right? Because like they just did Tears of the Kingdom, right? What is, it, is ha- it another Smash Brothers? I would have to think it would be the next, like, you know, I don't know if they're going to do an Odyssey 2, but I imagine it would have to be, like, something like that. Like, the next, like, 3D Mario I know they're doing Wonder, which is more the two and a half D whatever style, but I think it would be like you know, I, it'd be cute if they did like a Luigi's Mansion four, mm-hmm. since you know the GameCube launched with Luigi's Mansion. That would be like a nice callback. I, I'm I'm gonna skew a little bit off your answer, but I think you're going a, a full expanded Bowser's Fury type Mario game. I yeah, that would be really cool. Because Bowser's Fury... <coughs> sorry, Bowser's Fury was much like a... Uh, it was like a test in a lot of ways. It yeah. was just like, we're going to make a small thing and see if it works and see if people like it. And maybe we'll go from there. And as far as I know, people loved it. I mean, I loved it. Bowser's Fury was great. It took over my house for like three months. Dude, I could 100% see them doing something like that. And according to the article, Shannon, uh, it has been speculated that a Final Fantasy VII remake will debut <laughs> with the release of the console. Get the well, fuck out. F- five, <laughs> five years after it comes out on the PS5. So that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I think the most egregious rumor that I read in the article um, was that they said it was going to come out sometime at the end of 2024. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, that makes sense. That makes sense to you me. You think so? Yeah, I mean... You think Christmas 2024? I, like, if they had yeah. said it's going to come out at the end of this year, I would 100% call bullshit. But by, like, next year? I mean, I could see it. Just because like, Nintendo has the capital to do it, like, the liquidity to to get production ramped up, and you just look at their chain of releases, it's like, we got that last big Zelda. You're getting the last gasp of Mario. Mm-hmm. I think they're up against what they can actually do on this system at this point. And so, I mean, that'll be, what, eight years? Nine years? Really? No. uh, It'll be seven. It'll be almost eight years. Almost eight years. Almost eight years. And that's a long time, especially when the hardware was not, you know... (laughs) <laughs> cutting cutting edge when it released it's like the the arm chip they're using is i think was seven <laughs> years old when they started so well and my thing is too if they're at the point where they're doing like behind closed doors demos and mm-hmm. stuff it has to be fairly like they wouldn't show something that early like at a convention like that to yeah, you investors gotta, or people that's a good point you imagine if they're showing demos of stuff that 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 should mean that the hardware the hardware specs are locked in at that point yeah more or less yeah yeah. um Uh, by the by the way justin circling back uh metroid dread was the best-selling metroid game ever made at uh three million copies sold 
and <laughs> that doesn't put it in the top 60 Nintendo games ever sold. <laughs> so is there like is there like a super wonky title that uh is in that top 60 that um, I don't I don't have <laughs> a, I'm, I'm going off of Den of Geeks uh story about it but I yeah. will see if I can find the top games ever sold is there like a bonk or something like that that beat it <laughs> like something totally well like I mean, that's not a Nintendo game but yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying it's, though it's so hard though because it's like yeah sure like it only sold three million and like whatever but then it's like you know you compare it to scarlet and violet and it's like yeah that sold fucking gangbusters but in terms of quality between dread and scarlet and violet yeah it moved units but you know it was like buggy as shit like when it came out and whatever but yeah it sold 40 million in like three days or something insane also you gotta think that like um roms didn't do like the original super metroid or super metroid any favors either i mean like those numbers have got to be a lot higher just by people playing them just but not through like legal channels right i mean it's probably a lot higher Uh, it it is and it's just like man like i just want you know i want metroid to get some love i want wario land you know come back at some love give me beautiful joe one and two hd remake whatever i'd buy it okay so so i have a list of the top selling switch games okay and and metroid currently is sitting at 3.07 million Mm -hmm. right number 39 uh, just so it's in the out, top forty. <laughs> just beating out new Pokemon Snap. Um, okay. Let's see. At thirty, we have Kirby Star Allies, which I don't even know what that is, but it sold <laughs> four point three million. Justin's got a new um, game; he's got to download. <laughs> Mike Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze at Oof. number twenty-eight is four point six, <laughs> which There's was a Wii U game that yeah. was ported over. Um, let's see here. Monster Hunter Rise, 7.7. The Luigi Mansion 3 remake, 12.8. Damn. Um, shockingly, that sold more than the Bowser's Fury. 3D World and Bowser's Fury, which was hmm. 11.3. Um, but yes, at the top 10 is all of the stuff you think it will be. Like, you know, let's go Pikachu at 15. Uh, Super Mario Party at basically 20 tears of the kingdom 18.5 mario party sold more than tears of the kingdom interesting it's it's been out longer though i guess yeah and it's funny because also like ring fit adventure is up there (laughs) it was just like covid times you know what i mean (laughs) all right and your number i'll give you the top five mario odyssey 26 Mm -hmm. and a half Breath of the Wild, 30 and a half. Super Smash Brothers, 31.7. New or Animal Crossing, New Horizons, 42.8 million copies. That's COVID. Yeah, 100%. And your number one, do you know what it is? You know what it is. Come on, Justin. I mean, it, ha- it has to be Pokemon. Nope. Really? Pokemon Sword and Shield is number six at twenty five point nine. Splatoon? No. No. There is a huge one you guys are just missing. 
I know. I feel like an and, idiot. People are screaming at us right now. <laughs> screaming. I mean, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom? No, he already said that. It was like I number two. Well, he said Breath eight. of the Wild. No, he said he said both of them. Like oh. Tears of the Kingdom was like way down with um, way down with Metroid. No. Didn't you say that? I thought you said it was no, like down. No, I, thought no. I said it was number nine in Super Mario Party. Oh, okay. okay, okay. Um, all right. I'm going to end your suffering. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously. All right. And if number two, <laughs> number two sold 42.8 million, what, how many Mario Kart point eight Deluxe copies has been sold? Oof. Uh, oof. That's a good one. Um, dude, it has, dude, it has to be like, I don't even know, like ninety million or something like that. Okay, no, I will say that's high. I'm gonna say like seventy-two. Not as much. You're both way too high. Fifty-five and a half. Damn. But fifty-five and a half million copies of Mario Kart, and I say that, but I'm like, yeah, I have it. Everyone Mm -hmm. I know has it, Mm -hmm. so. Dude, I literally just played it this weekend because the next too. wave of uh, DLC or whatever came out recently, so I, I got to check out a lot of those new courses. Okay, so 125.5 switches have been sold and 55.5. And I've got to do some math. i got to figure out percentage <laughs> of switches sold versus... Uh, well, and, like, I know, like, there was the Mario Kart 8 bundle that they, like, have pushed every Christmas for the last seven years. So, <laughs> essentially, 45% of Switch owners own uh, Mario Kart, which is nuts. For just that level of uh, permeation. In the fan base, like that. But I mean, crazy. I mean, there's no other iteration of it out, right? I mean, like they just keep adding no. onto the same ones, and you know, it's been out for a while. It's had, it's, it's got a good pedigree it, bro, behind it. So it's a Wii U game, bro. Like yeah. it's been out for a long time. But yeah, but it's the comfort food, man. Comfort food. Mm-hmm. I was uh, like speaking of Mario Kart. I also heard that they are they are shutting down Mario Kart Tour at the end of this year, which was the phone version of it that I never played, <laughs> never had any interest in it, mm-hmm. but apparently it's uh, Nintendo's pulling the plug on it. I believe it exists to make tracks for Mario Kart 8 that they can bring in. That's why I think it exists. Yeah, they're like, well, this final like wave of DLC is coming out for Mario Kart 8, so we don't need Tour anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, that's going to be like the next Mario Maker. Is it's going to be Mario Kart Maker? And it's just going to be like, make your own tracks and then put them into Mario Kart 8 and let people race them? Dude, I could not. Because you know <laughs> damn well how many levels would just be like Infinite Blue Shell, Paradise, <laughs> fucking Vindaloop. Like, no. I'm good. Yeah, the Infinite Abyss of like Rainbow Road with a blue shell and like a turbo, like every, cur- every turn. Yeah. <laughs> hard pass but oh, good times but you know and you know so we're not stopping at the trailer park but i do want to i do want to creep by a little bit to just say <laughs> you know that that teaser trailer for uh, aquaman 2 came out and man does that look like dog shit <laughs> someone even 
freeze framed <sighs> it. This isn't the actual trailer yet. It's just the teaser because apparently it's coming out in like a week or something like that. But someone froze a moment from it and it was a legit scene that was straight from Aquaman 1. And they're like, bro, they just reused this same fucking shot from Aquaman 1 in this one. And it was like a side by side comparison. And sure enough, yeah, it was just that exact same scene from Aquaman, just the camera slightly pulled out a little bit further. <laughs> So it's not like a flashback or anything. It's just like an actual sequence in the movie. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, mean, I would the, give I would give them that if it was just like a flashback that they're like, hey, uh, there has been so many reshoots in this that like we don't really have like anything to piece together to make an actual trailer. So we're just gonna use some stuff from the first movie and put it into this one. But my thing is like too, it's not even like a crazy. Sh- it's just him like not even dressed as Aquaman, just in like normal people clothes, standing there looking shocked or something. Like it's not even like a pivotal scene <laughs> that I think of. So which makes it even funnier. And then supposedly. Uh, Earlier this week, WB or whatever law apparently lost uh, Aquaman two on the servers. Like they couldn't find the movie. <laughs> like, it that might have done him a favor. <laughs> yeah, and when it said that, I was like, "Really? Was that an accident?" <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that's them trying to just recoup whatever money they can. And they're like, "Dude, I don't disappear it off the cloud, man. Like uh, we're getting yeah, a paycheck." That's a. That's a uh... Yeah, we lost it with the like air quotes, yeah. air quotes around it. You know, yeah. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just like Devin took the master copy home on his MacBook and spilt a matcha latte on it. And apparently, just lost it in the abyss. I was gonna say, where is our intern that knows nothing about computers and is just the most computer illiterate person in this world? Like, let's just give them this computer with the only copy of Aquaman two on it. And then just tell him to clean it up. Look, we already we already had problems with Steve when we gave him Batgirl. Now, <laughs> now Steve got his hands on Aquaman. Come Dude. on. <laughs> See, but so I saw the article first about them losing it, and then I saw the oh well, they're just reusing the same scene from Aquaman one, and it made me think that maybe it because they did lose the footage, if they just took stuff from Aquaman one to try and fill in some gaps <laughs> for the teaser trailer the, while they I, have. Because they had like a contract dude where they had to get a teaser trailer <laughs> yeah. to someone. Yeah, that'd be crazy. And they're like, it's coming in five days. So they're like, okay, we have four and a half days to find the fucking movie so we can make an actual trailer in five days. <laughs> so it, this isn't related to James Gunn's like DC Universe in any way, shape, or form. Is it? This is like the last like movie before he kind of takes over. Is it? Is that how it is? Or yeah. So as far as I know, this has nothing like. This is pretty much just dead on the water as soon as it arrives. <laughs> Superman Legacy or whatever is technically like the beginning of James Gunn's new reign of DCU or whatever. So, yeah, it's kind of like, what's the point? And I feel like that's kind of how everyone feels and how people kind of felt about The Flash. is like, okay, well, this isn't going anywhere because this entire universe is going to end. And same with this, with all like... Just the fact that it's the last, and then all the Amber Heard bullshit and stuff that's, like, in it, and them trying to, like, cut her part, like, as much as they could out of the movie. It's just like, dude, like, this is gonna be a great, like, it's on HBO Max, like, in January type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah is, I don't Is I it don't gonna be, know, though? Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dude, like, I mean, how many Amber Heard shit the bed jokes are there gonna be around this movie, like, when it comes out? It's just, it's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of those, right? I mean, it's low-hanging fruit. Like, I wanna see some highbrow comedy coming out of people on Twitter for this, alright? Like, I'm just gonna put that out there right now. 
Like, no shit the bed jokes. Just do something else. Yeah, it's got uh, about as much appeal as a spilled jar of cocaine. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, where is the jar spilled? Ask <laughs> Johnny Depp. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> On a mirror somewhere in someone's bathroom? <laughs> On the Pirates of the Caribbean ride somewhere? <laughs> Why is the cocaine gone? <laughs> hey right. Hey-o. Mm. All right. So, you know, since, since we're skipping the, uh, the trailer park, Zach, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've been playing? Well, I, I feel like I've done uh, our community a great service <laughs> by my glowing words of about Sea of Stars last mm-hmm. week. Because yes. we got one mic to, uh, to go in with our journey on Sea of Stars. We sold a copy you guys at least one i know of and uh that game continues to just be awesome it is good and it's funny it's funny because because mike was right like if i'm telling you a jrpg is good odds are it's fantastic because (laughs) i don't play jrpgs like i honestly i honestly (laughs) couldn't tell you the last one i did in in reality um i mean sure i played them when i was a kid you know your final fantasy sixes and uh, Final Fantasy Nine, secretly the best single-digit Final Fantasy. Um, yeah, that's right. I said it. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it the Chrono Cross, Chrono Triggers, all those stuff. The Golden Sun, the first uh, one on was the first one on Game Boy Color. Was that where the first uh, one came? No, from? it was on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I think yeah, both yeah, of yeah. them were on Game Boy Advance. I had the side talking Game Boy Advance before I had the SP, which was still. Can we have a quick discussion? Is the Game Boy SP the best system ever made? Like, just for form factor, the amount of games that came on it. I never had one. See, that, that's what's funny is the, I never had one either, but... It had... Okay, let me tell you this and see if this sells you. Not only do you get all the Game Boy Advance games, right? It's got brightness uh, to it. It's self-lit. It's all that. It fits in your front pocket. It's that mm. it, it closes that small and the closing of it is the most satisfying click <laughs> when it clicks shut. And it was like 80 bucks also. I mean, I think the price tag of $80 probably would have been the closing deal for me. Like that. I mean, that sounds like a, you know, a pretty good solution for gaming on the go. Back I, in, uh, it, you know, it's one of those things I look for today. If I can find one, if I could find one under 150 bucks today, I would buy it. Like they're very expensive now because collectors are assholes. But I mean, they made they sold like a hundred million of them. It's like, come on, they're rare. Just give me one, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but no, and so like, yeah, playing all those type of games and then playing this one, it's it's just playing like the most beautiful Super Nintendo JRPG. It's it's wonderful to look at. The story is fun. Like the story actually is pulling me through with like you got your Solstice Warriors trying to take out the last dweller. Uh there's shenanigans happening all behind the scenes and they're and they're kind of blissfully unaware but slowly starting to figure it out that things are amiss as things go along. Uh you got shady side characters funny pirates that like to introduce all these like RPG tropes 
the the one the one pirate lady that's like, how about we do this, or would you like this, or how about you go to a town where everyone lives in squalor except they sell items that are like ten times more valuable than the other guys that live in squalor, you know, just stuff like that. It it made me laugh, um, but I uh, I have advanced enough to that game where you you get the assassin. I'm dan I'm dancing around it because the assassin plays a big part, um, but uh, that character rules. I like, love the assassin. The skill set, the poison ability, um, become they just become so crucial, like in bigger fights down the, down the line. All their moves are so good, dude. Mm-hmm. Like the the poison dart one, the the staggering to yeah. bump back, like the thing. Like they have no bad moves, which is more than I can say for you know the cook guy. <laughs> though once, so but I, Nor- I, Norish is so good though, because like I mean, like there have been a lot of times where I've kind of like I've kind of bitten off more than I could chew, mm-hmm. and like you know he's been in there, he's been clutch, because like I mean, like you were saying last week, like. He can take a beating, and uh, and he's got a lot of hit points, and he can heal like you know at least one member of your team almost like seventy five percent to eighty percent of their health, like by the time you get like later on in the story. So it's like he he serves a purpose. Um, I just wish that uh, he had like a provoke or a taunt, um, so you could utilize him a little bit better. And. I went the opposite of you, Justin, when you were talking about how you were leveling people up. Every chance I get to boost his physical attack, I do. Because mm. he's already tanky enough, and I don't yeah. care about his magic ability in any way whatsoever. Exactly. Like, he, could not like... have, he could have zero, <laughs> and I wouldn't care. So every chance I get to boost his, uh, either upgrade his weaponry, or just on the level up physical attack, I do. And so... I've got him regularly doing like fifty damage on a on an attack, and that is clutch. Like when zombies pop up and you can get them down to single digits in one attack, it's like yeah, that's that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah, zombies are the worst. <laughs> uh, you got to kill the woodland spirits for like that's the thing I always forget. It's like oh zombies, and I go after them, and it's like oh, but there's these woodland spirits that'll heal everyone. It's like motherfucker, mm-hmm. like. Every time. Every time yeah. I forget to kill the woodland spirit first. I mean, that's where kind of cooking comes in, because like, I'll cook, but mm-hmm. I won't cook for potions or like meals that revive people. Everything is about magic points, right? Like, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. I can like spam my my magic attacks, and then just between, like when I'm walking around, I can just fill everybody back up, at least to where they're good enough to get like one attack that's going to hit multiple targets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when you go into that next that next battle. So that's that's pretty much my strategy is like just balls out, um, just smash everybody with a multi attack and like get them all down as low as you can and then clean up like the garbage later, like yeah. second round and then basically refill all of your guys with uh, with meals, like so that's that's what dude, I've been doing. That's why yeah. I got a uh, my son dude. I leveled him up to the point now where he can get off two of his like solar kamehameha blasts like oh, back nice. to back without me having to wait so i'm like yes I'm yeah like, that's legit. get two magic attacks off dude that attack is so op and like when when you fight some of the bosses like every time he hits with a critical or like a vulnerable like and you see those big numbers pop up you're like holy jesus like 
okay, yeah. this is my guy. Like, I got to say, like, protect him and then, like, everybody else just support him. Like, you, all the orbs all the orbs fall and he's just picking them up like Spider-Man in that meme, picking up all the money that Iron Man and Batman are throwing back and forth at each other. Oh, no, I, uh, yeah, he, I, I attack everyone and wait until I have three of the yeah. three sets of magic orbs and then it all goes to him for this for the sunblast but yeah, like go in for the kill so the question i got justin uh you're further in the game than me mm-hmm. does it ever get bigger than the four times because i've got the sunblast where it'll get four times bigger before you let it go does it ever go past that um, I mean, as of right now, I still have, it's four times still, okay, so okay. I don't know if that ever changes or not, but... Because start, when you start the game, it's three, and then if you get your MP up, I think once you go three times or four times when you level up, it gets to four, I noticed, and it it's funny, because it doesn't tell you, Mm-mm. I just messed up one time and held it too long, so I was expecting it to reset, you know, like how it does, and then... And then it bumped again one more time, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay, interesting. Yeah, now that you say that, I might have to try it, because, yeah, I okay. keep doing it at four. Maybe I'm like, oh, maybe I'll let it go a little longer. And yeah, see if it just to see if it goes bigger again. But, yeah, no, I've been having have, I've been having a lot of fun with it, and I know. Wait, how far are you, Shannon? Uh, so I defeated the Dweller, uh, the 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 uh in this i don't i don't want to i don't want to go like too far into because like i don't want to if i'm farther than zach i don't want to spoil anything but like Mm. i'm after i'm after going to the island with the that i'm back on the original island like right after uh the dweller and um like uh meeting up with your posse okay yeah i think actually me and shannon are pretty close like i'm just a little ahead of them at this point so, so you, so you, so okay, so you've already fought the dweller as well. Yeah, I'm just sticking around. Now. I did a ton of fishing. The fishing game. In there I did was too. Really fun. Like, I mean that. Okay, so that's the, the other thing too, right? Is this game is good, but sometimes I get mad at it because it doesn't do anything to tell you how to navigate, like any of the mini games or where you're supposed to go or anything like that, right? Like fishing, like. I mean, you eat that little like thing out there like every single time, and it goes all the way to the end of the pond. I'm like, dude, there's got to be a way to bring this in, like so you could just like kind of streamline this a little bit more. Um, oh no, you you just let go; it'll drop. No, you have to hit A again and knock it out of the air. Like you have to yeah, hit A, yeah, yeah. and then it'll go back down. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like I just I was like <laughs> I'm just, like messing around. I, I will to say steer it around whatever. <coughs> Sorry, I will say. Uh, they don't do a good job of explaining what the hell to do in that <laughs> game. You do kind of have to feel a lot of it out. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like I said the one way. Like, there's multiple times where it's like I just wish there was something that's like objective and it like told you what you need to be doing. Because sometimes I'll get lost or do it. I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to be doing? And it's like, wish I knew. I guess I'll just fucking walk around and <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> As- as Justin Carter would say, well, fuck me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, that's, I'm kind of, every time I see that there is an update for it, I'm like, oh, please be like an objective marker. Just uh, all I want is an objective marker. Please, please. No. Oh, performance updates. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I'm having a lot of fun with that game. Um, it's hard to put it down at night. It is, man. I have done so much. Uh, oh, I'm going to play for an hour. 
at around nine o'clock and <laughs> it's midnight next time I look up. Yeah. And so it's funny because like I feel like I haven't done a lot in the game, but I think it's just because I'm exploring every little nook and cranny in the game and like trying to do every battle in the game and it's just I like the battle system. It's fun. I want to get in more fights. I think that's the problem. I think I just want to get better at my timing because my timing is off. Uh, Like, you know, Mm. like there have been a couple times where like I've gotten the assassins uh, poison uh, up to like maybe like 20, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like piggybacks. But like, I, I don't know what happened like recently, but like I haven't been able to get that far with her since. So it's kind of a bummer. So. Have you gotten the achievement for uh, 25 plus moon rings? I did. Yeah. That, when you get that thing cooking, that is so fun, man. It's just oh, like, it's, clack, 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 clack. Yeah, I'm sitting yeah, you're there. Like, I'm, in the zone. You're just like, dude, your thumbs just auto. Like, just yeah, boom, 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 yeah I'm just, I'm just sitting the there in bed, laying down, and like all, all my wife hears is tap, 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 like hella fast. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I got to get this attack off. And it's, it's I, I'm, I'm in the zone right now. Don't mess yeah. with me. That's awesome. Yeah, I lo- that's one of the coolest like moments in the game so far is when you do that shit. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing with the assassin. When I get ready to do the poison, I sit up in the chair. I'm like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we got to take this serious for a minute. <laughs> shit. But yeah, I, I mean, that, that's the problem too is like uh, I just randomly talk to people in town and sometimes they give me shit. Like I got like an extra attack for... Uh, the moon, chi- the moon lady, uh, and the the assassin lady. Uh, mm-hmm. so so I was like, dude, okay, gr- now great, I have to talk to everybody because like, who knows who's gonna give me some like random tchotchke that, you know, you might have otherwise overlooked. So I think that's what slows me down is like I'm basically just trying to go through every zone and make sure I do like talk to everybody and do everything so that I get like all the extra attacks and all the extra like I don't even know what the rainbow conks do at this point. Yeah, like, the conch shells. I know, but, like what are they for? Got, I have no idea, but I have like 18 of them. I exactly. I don't know. Like, like I just keep collecting. Them. I'm like, what are they? What do they do? Uh, you should be approaching a town soon that you will find the place where you do trade those in. Okay. Um, I, I did find that. But yeah, to your point, Shannon, I, that the town where you meet up with the pirates mm-hmm. for the first time, uh, I probably spent two hours there talking to <laughs> I know. every single person, finding every path so I could hit every building, like, mm-hmm. and half of them were completely pointless. I was like, why is this? Why did you make a path here? There's nothing to do, but but I found it. Mm-hmm. There's probably like some uh, achievement for like walking all over every town, right? <laughs> like exploring it's every avenue. Shannon's worst nightmare: talking to every NPC <laughs> in the game and having to hear what they have to say. Oh, it's so bad! Like I hate that. I just hate it. Like I don't care enough. Just get it. like if there's no tchotchke, I'm just gonna exit out of this conversation right now. Speaking of. Uh, talking to every NPC and exploring every inch of the map. Shannon, how's your Diablo 4, uh, Diablo <laughs> so, 4 working? So uh, I finally completed Act 1 at level 39. Uh, so I'm thinking probably going to be close to level 120 by the time I beat this game. <laughs> like, I mean, if it keeps going the way that it's going. Because, I mean, 
it takes an act of attrition to get me to even focus on the gold colored uh, exclamation marks on the map. Like I'm so sidetracked by everything. It's ridiculous. Just, I I can't, that That game is is so so good. That game is so good. Like I don't even care. Like, but I'll, I'll play that game for eight hours and I will not do a single story mission. Like, and I, and I enjoy it. I love it. I, you know, I respect my hunter because I didn't think I was doing, I didn't think I was Mm -hmm. having an, and, and I wasn't effective enough, right? So I respect, and now I've got all my points in like the place for like the best hunter build, supposedly. Um, but I'm only like halfway down the tree because you know I only have like I'm only level thirty nine, so I'm having fun. Uh, the butcher, I finally ran into him once, and he kicked my teeth in pretty good. So uh, I'm still mm. not at any dis- like level where I can take him on. Um, but uh, I'm loving the. I'm just. I'm loving everything about it. I'm loving my time with it. Like, I feel bad because I honestly have to go back to Final Fantasy 16 and knock that out. And Diablo and Sea of Stars have basically consumed me. I'll be honest. I forgot all about Final Fantasy 16. (laughs) (laughs) And I really wanted to play that. Damn it. Like, I really wanted to play that. I mean, and that story is going places, too. And now that people are starting to, like, be like, oh, okay, it's been long enough. Like, you know, I'm going to start talking about the end of this game. And, like, people are, like, sitting there with, like, showing their reaction. They're not showing the ending of the game, but they're streaming their Mm -hmm. reaction to the end of the game. And people are losing their minds. Like, people are like, no way. Like, this is great. Like, this is totally This is totally insane and sad but at the same time it's perfect and i love it like the range of emotions that people are displaying with the ending of that game i need i i need to finish it you're at the point now you have to see yeah dude i gotta see it i gotta see where this goes the fomo has hit shannon i mean it is it's like somebody's gonna spoil it eventually like some knucklehead on twitter is gonna go out there and put up that like you know the whole ending of it and i'm just gonna be like god I waited too long. Okay, like now I have to see it for myself. But um, you know, yeah. Before we get to the little indie game that Justin's been playing, uh, I do have to say, I bet Sea of Stars shows up on my list at the end of the year. Like it's been a long time since I've really enjoyed a JRPG like this. So yeah, I I think think it's a shoe in right now for a spot. We'll see if that holds. There's a lot coming down the pipe still, but. Right now, I, I can't see it not being there. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope, you, I hope you stick it. with it. I hope you stick with it. Yeah. Like, I, I really do. Yeah. Like Because I, I would like to talk to you guys more about that game. Because I, I do see myself playing it pretty much every night before I go to bed. Yeah, that, me too. That's It's become my go-to-bed game, for sure. Yeah, and it's super chill. I love using the little grappling hook and the little like mm-hmm. the little wind like push thing. Like I yeah. wish those mechanics were you, the the grappling hooks used. It seems like a lot. The wind thing doesn't really looks like it's used too much yet. I mean, yeah, like, it was maybe used, used in the like, mole town, mm-hmm. and you see uh, you see the little fans very rarely, but they're there. So it's like mm-hmm. I kind of hope I hope it's one of those things like a little Metroid-ish where you get like the grappling hook and it gets you to other areas that have other things, that mm-hmm. sort of have, stuff. But have you used either of those abilities on enemies? Yes. Uh, I've never tried to use the, the push ability. On no, use the, use the grappling hook. Cause like the grappling hook, like you can, you, you do like the scorpion thing, where like you stick it into him and then you fly at him and you punch him and like all these like little orbs come out and then you start your battle. So, it's so like, oh, that, I, I have done that where you walk up and attack first mm-hmm. and you just yeah. get the orbs 
to start. Yeah, but if yeah, you do so, if you do it with the, if you do it with the the grappling hook, you could do it from like so far away that they don't even see you. So like you get nice. the like you know you still get the orbs, but you don't have to like go in there and like risk losing the uh, the initiative. I did not even think to try that. That's amazing. <laughs> I did it by accident. <laughs> yeah. So the grappling hook, yeah, you get like the it's an easy way to initiate first strike on like a group of enemies and mm-hmm. stuff and get like starting orbs, but uh, with the push one. With the air, it pushes the enemy away. And there's mm. been times where I'm just trying to get from A to B and I see some little dude and I'm like, nope. And I just blast him with wind away and then just weave around him real quick when I'm trying to get oh, somewhere real. Funny. So I'm just like, I don't want to fight you. I'm just like, <laughs> push him away. And I'm out. Nice. Um, well, before before you get into your game, Justin, I do want to talk about, uh, I don't know if I talked about this game, Rem- the Rem- Remnant 2. Like, did I talk about this ever that, on any that, of, of the? Is, I don't think so. Is that the Dark Souls with guns? Game? Yeah. So, like, it's a it's a first person shooter. Um, like, multi supposed to be like kind of like a multiplayer kind of setup. But mm-hmm. they say you can play by yourself, right? And it's supposed to be a cha- a more challenging shooter, um, like a little bit more strategy involved. So, I've been wanting a first person shooter. Like, I've been I've been jonesing for a good first person shooter for a minute now. Uh, and I really was hoping that this was going to be that fix, right? Like it's, it's hard, it's hard. It's a challenge, but I think I hate it when games say you can play by yourself. It's a multiplayer game, but you can play by yourself. And then you go in there and like you proceed to just get lit up. Like every time you play because you're playing by yourself and you get swarmed or you get overrun or you fight a boss that would easily need like multiple people. Right. Like I was, uh, I went into this one room on this planet. Uh, you know, I had to go get this tchotchke from this area, and there was like this swarming, like pul- like pulsating, like little pus bug thing that was, you know, it was pretty big. And there's like four pillars in the room, and like you gotta basically like kill this thing. But this thing is so fast that if it clips you and runs you over, it just runs you over like six or seven more times until you're dead. And then like you gotta go back and pick up your body and get like your shit. And then hope that you can get out of there without it running you over again. Um, so it's kind of like frustrating. And when it first came out, it said you could play it on the Steam Deck. Uh, and there was no issues. Now, since they've done a couple patches and updates to it, it's no longer playable on your Steam Deck. Oof. <laughs> yeah. So That is that, the weakest that, of sauces. Yeah, that kind of bummed me out too because like it was – a pretty big game that i downloaded on my steam deck to play on my steam deck and now i have to play it on my pc so here here's the lesson i think you need to learn shannon Mm -hmm. and and i was thinking this when you were telling us uh you were playing this game Uh uh i think you need to stop playing (laughs) souls likes i think that's I think that maybe I don't, I'm not big on astrology, but I think the universe might be talking to you and saying like, "Dog, just mm. the same the same for you." Like they're good. I get I it. You want to you want to enjoy them, but I do. You know, oh, like horses might like watching birds, but that doesn't mean they can fly, man. You know what I you know what I'm saying? It's just I know. I don't I just I'm I'm stubborn, man. I don't want to hang it up. I don't. I don't want to admit that it's. There's a niche of games that's not. That's not for me. Or that I'm not good that's, at. 
And that's what's so funny is you try to tell Shannon that, and he just takes it so personally. Like, <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I'm trying to branch out and do whatever. And then he gets wrecked for, like, the 17th time. He's like, man, fuck this game. But, you know, sometimes I just got to find out for myself. But you're doing it at, like, $70 a pop. Like, that's the thing. It's not like it's not like you had all these on a stack and you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to try Armor Core 6 because I bought it eight years ago. No, no, just no. And, and I also love that it's like you, you don't just double down. You, like, quadruple down on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm a slow learner sometimes, bro. Like I said it last week. I said it. I'm going to say it again this week. You know, I, sometimes it, it takes me a couple times to learn from my mistakes. It's not it's not usually the first time. It's the Seymour Skinner like, no, it's the kids that are wrong. Like, <laughs> you know, Shannon's like wearing his armor core hoodie and his Elden Ring hat and stuff. And he just throws <laughs> it in the garbage can. He's like, man, I'm not a FromSoft fan anymore. Op- Look, opening, there his, are- opening his letters with his version of the letter opener. I got Justin. You know, yeah, like, there yeah. are so many. There are, like, li- like, there are so many games that I desire. Like, I want a good mech game, right? I want a great mech game man, back. I want hey, a good first-person shooter back. Like, Did you guys... Uh, you're probably... I bet Shannon's just a little too young too. Did you guys ever play the original Mech Warrior? I did on the PC. I did. That was all like crazy. Yeah, I know Mech Warrior Two and Mech Warrior Three exist. I know that, but for me, bang for the buck, Mech <laughs> full battle tech nostalgia. God damn, my first Mech Warrior game. <laughs> like I loved that game. I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, I mean it was it was amazing. It was awesome. Like that's what I I mean that's in my brain when I am looking for a mech game. That's like I mean I know it's severely outdated, but like that feeling of just being able to control like this big hulking thing with rockets and missiles and lasers and you have to worry about heat and you can jump around and blow stuff up. Like that's what I want. That's what I want. I just want a simple game like that. Just I mean just, how hard is that nowadays? Apparently, very. apparently, very. <laughs> apparently, answer. nobody wants mechs. Everybody, no, they don't want those mech warriors. They want Gundam. They, they want Armor Core. They want all anime bullshit. That's what they want. <laughs> now you know what though. Hey, if any developers are out there, hit up whoever owns the license for Mech Warrior Two now and just do a modern remake of that shit. Mech Warrior Two was so goddamn good, mm-hmm. so goddamn good. Bring it back, guys. Bring it back. Put that beautiful Joe remake you're working on on the shelf, and uh, and get get on some get on some X. <laughs> Dude, all all you gotta do is do like a Pacific Rim style mech game. Oh, against Kaiju? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Come on. It's right there. Dude, just just do it. Dude, Shannon. What if I pitched you a Pacific Rim style game, but it's on the quest, and you and your friend are both wearing headsets next to each other, holding the thing, and you have to match the whatever to move the mech, just like you do in Pacific Rim, and like fight? Uh, and for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> Zach, you would be my only other person that could do. Oh no, wait, my wife has it too. We could do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And you have to like, in order to do the uh, 
the whatever mental handshake or whatever it logs into both your guys's facebooks and you see each other's facebook memories and that's like the version of going into each other's brains and then and then you get three of them and you can be the chinese uh mech that had the three brothers in it mm-hmm. and plays basketball and you can yeah. play the basketball mini game and get like wrecked by the first kaiju you fight I feel like we develop amazing games on this podcast, like every five episodes. Dude, as soon as you brought up the Chinese team, I was like, bro, why not just make a basketball game, but it's just mechs playing <laughs> okay. basketball? Let's, let's do it. Mechs versus kaiju NBA Jam style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you go let's to slam dunk go. and you just get hit with a proton blast like in the ribs. And it's just yeah. like, nah, you ain't scoring. <laughs> You're shooting from three and like some elder horror tentacle comes up and like swipes that shit away. Dude, that would get me in the sports. <laughs> the hoop is on the side of like a skyscraper. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You get like a pincher beetle, like kaiju thing that comes out of the ground and like just spears you and like throw, <laughs> throws you across the map. And you got to get the ball. Ball's like in the water somewhere. <laughs> Amazing. I'm telling God you. God damn it. Let's do someone, it. Someone call someone. We have ideas. <laughs> Put us in a think tank. Yeah. Please, right, so d- please do. Let's do that. <laughs> Justin, what yes. you got? So, this week, besides Sea of Stars, I played a little bit more Pikmin 4. Uh, I 100%ed the first two areas, and now I'm on the third area, which is this, like, pretty chill beach, and I'm really enjoying Pikmin 4. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a lot more forgiving than, like, the earlier Pikmin games and stuff. Like, I know... Shannon talked about before and stuff like not being a big fan of like the time like the day time limit and stuff mm-hmm. on it but what I like about this one is it still has the day time limit but it's not a huge deal like it's not like oh you need to get your ship fixed in seven days or you're fucked like it's not <laughs> like that like it just the days keep going but it doesn't matter how many days it takes you which is nice. Like, yeah, you still have the day cycle and you have to end early and, like, do whatever. But it's, like, cool. You can just go back the next day and whatever. Like, there's no limit to the amount of days that you can just keep going, which is cool. Uh, the, the thing I like about the beach, though, is it actually uses the, uh, the day mechanic really smart. Because you're like, oh, you're at the beach, and there's water, and it's like the blue Pikmin can swim in water, and like Poochie, you can like get on his back, or Ochi, or whatever, you can get on his back and swim through the water and stuff, but you know, the other Pikmin will just like drown in water, but halfway through the day, uh, low tide happens, so then like all the areas where there's this water, like that there was too much water that you couldn't really explore, whatever, pull back, and then now it's like, cool, now you have this like new areas and whatever like run around that you weren't able to do stuff in before and that leads to a lot of interesting situations where it's kind of like oh i'm gonna go do this stuff for the first half of the day to wait for the day to be half over for low tide to happen so then i can go and do this section of like the world and stuff so i thought that was really clever that's the first time i think the game has actually used 
like the day mechanic like that where it's like oh so this event happens at this certain time of day and then now you're able to access parts of the level that you weren't able to before so that's hey, really cool hey, hey shannon shannon yeah yeah I, well he when is he going to start talking about the game we actually want to hear about? <laughs> I know. I, know I, I was. Uh, I was trying to be nice, but I was like, I'm, nobody gives a shit about Pikmin. Okay. <laughs> I know. Thank I you. Just, thank you. Because no one. Yes. Cares. Zero people okay. care about Pikmin for you. Okay. Have you seen the sales <laughs> numbers? Like, I think Justin bought it, and that's <laughs> like, the list. Like, all right. Look, I. Know. I was just excited about the beach mechanic. All right. I thought that was. <laughs> no, really it's cool. good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy the hey, beach mechanic. Let me tell I'm, you something. I don't care about that beach mechanic. It sounds. It makes the game worse for me. Like I like. I was like, wait a minute. I have to wait for a different part of the day to do something on a different part of the map now fuck this i'm out i don't want to do it you know <laughs> i i love that you love things justin i'll say mm-hmm. i'll say you. that thank you that, uh that, that's so it. Yeah. that's all i had to say <laughs> yes so the other game that i have been playing that shannon and zach are equally with is your boy's been playing some starfield yeah so I've been playing it on my original Xbox One <laughs> with cloud streaming, and it honestly, through cloud streaming, it works really well. Like it takes maybe like a minute or two to start up, but once it goes, I haven't had any issues. Like I haven't had it disconnect. I haven't really had any like lag. Like load times have mm-hmm. honestly been, I'd say like about like PS5 fast, maybe like a smidge slower, but. I mean, I virtually have, like, next to no, like, load times when I'm playing on, like, cloud gaming and stuff, and it looks pretty. Like, it looks good on my TV. Um, my character's name is Kevin with two N's. The second <laughs> N is silent. Uh, I made him just this, like, old, bald-looking white dude and stuff, and he's just cruising around space. You didn't do uh, Justin with an E? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would have been good though. But actually, spell it out like Justin, your regular name, and then put with an e. <laughs> with an e, and they're like, "Where's the e?" And I'm like, "At the end." Yes, uh, it's silent. But yeah, it is silent. But uh, character-wise, what's cool is when you create your character, you get uh, like almost like three different traits. Like I don't think you have to add traits. Like you could just leave them blank and just go into it some of them give you like a bonus in like one regard but then kind of give you a disadvantage in another regard some just kind of give you a straight up bonus uh like one of them is like oh like your oxygen or whatever is better in space uh but then on land it's like a little bit worse or whatever so it's like all right like i chose I think I chose the one that's, like, my oxygen's better on land because I'm, like, I don't know how often. I mean, I know you travel through space, but I'm, like, I don't really know how often I'm going to be, like, in space, like, running around doing whatever. Whereas, like, right now I'm on planets walking around. So I'm, like, at the beginning of the game, I was, like, I feel like having more oxygen on actual land seems beneficial. Uh, I have opted to kind of do my usual skyrim build of being more stealthy uh and doing kind of like close combat like i've used guns and stuff but i have like a nice little hand axe that i've been sneaking around just like bashing people with i like doing that um my my biggest gripe with it is it kind of has the same problem that like cs stars has where it's just like i don't know where the fuck to go 
<laughs> most of the time. Uh, like, the, the map it is not very helpful. And, like, where I'm at right now, I'm at some, like, laboratory uh, exploring around or whatever. And I kind of got lost for a minute. I'm like, dude, I don't know where the fuck I need to go. And then eventually... I just kind of ran into some pirates, and I'm like, hey, I guess uh, this is where I need to go because I'm being attacked by pirates. <laughs> that, but, is, like, uh, I, that is horrible in a game that large. Do, do you find <laughs> yeah. that, do you find it similar to, like, <clears throat> Skyrim in that regard? Because you know, like, once, like, you get off the cart, the dragon attacks, and you're kind of just thrown into the world, and it's like, well, I guess I'll go east? And see what's go over there. Like, is it kind of like that? And then you run into some it, stuff it to do. It is kind of similar in that regard. My my thing is is like with Skyrim, I feel like it does a really good job of not so much on the map. Sometimes on the map, it's like you're like, where the fuck is the objective thing? Like, it's like hidden amongst whatever, and you're like scouring the map trying to find it. But when you're actually playing the game, like the little overhead thing, kind of showing you the general direction where you need to go i feel like it does a really good job of that uh with starfield um i feel like it kind of has some of the same problems like landing on different planets is probably my biggest thing because it's like almost like menus within menus within menus to do it and it's like Mm. oh because there's like so many planets it's like oh you have to like click on this constellation to then it pulls you into this constellation to then go into another constellation to then fucking select whatever planet you're trying to get to and then it zooms into that planet and then you have to find wherever on the fight you scan it or whatever and then you have to find the little fucking hexagon insignia (laughs) on the planet where you can actually fucking land your ship and then click the button but you can't just click the button you have to like hold x or whatever for long enough for it to go into the landing sequence of you to actually land your ship on this planet so like doing that after, like, the third time, that gets really fucking old, having to, like, do that. I feel like the biggest thing I've heard is early on it sucks, but then it's like, oh, you know, like, once you've put in, like, 20 hours, the game really <laughs> fucking takes off. And that's so far been my thing is kind of like, do I really want to put in the 20 hours for it to get good? Like, is it that fun that, like, oh, once I hit that 20-hour mark, I'm going to be kicking and I'm going to be, like, super invested into the world? Like, so far, I'm, I've am i played maybe, I want to say, like, six hours, maybe eight hours, something like that. I'm not super far. I am having fun. Like, I haven't hit the point of just, like, fuck this. I don't want to play it anymore. But at the same time... I'm not like super like I'm not super invested in any of the characters yet. Like some of them seem kind of cool, but I'm just kind of like I don't. There's no one that I'm like oh I want to really see where this goes and like story wise I I could really like care less with the story. It's kind of like oh you're in like space faction people and like you touched a weird artifact and they're trying to figure out. I'm like I'm like yeah it's dead space I guess with with less horror elements. Like you touch a weird artifact and now people want to investigate it and you're part of some monthly crew of people who are trying to figure out what this artifact's all about. (laughs) Instead of turning you into some horrible diseased monster with claws for hands, it turns you into like a person people want to hang out with. (laughs) (laughs) 
raises your charisma so that people want to talk to you. But uh, that's kind of a bummer. Like, it sounds like another... It sounds like No Man's Sky, but with more to do. And that's the... Th- I think that's kind of my thing, is so far playing it, I don't feel like it's done anything, like, better than No Man's Sky, or, like, better than Skyrim, or, like, Fall. Like, it feels... I guess kind of like more of the same. Like it feels like, you know, a Fallout or like a Skyrim just kind of in a different environment. So it's kind of one of the, I'm like waiting to have it feel like, oh, they kind of, they changed up the formula or whatever. But like as of right now, it kind of just feels more of the same. And it's like, dude, I don't really know if I want to go on this like ride. And one of the funniest things is my friend Troy bought this fucking Starfield Xbox One X or whatever mm-hmm. and got the paid the $120 for the super special edition of Starfield to play it the week early. Like the day it came out, he would not shut the fuck up about it. But since then, it has been radio silence. Like, <laughs> I don't know if he's even still playing the game, but I mean, the man went out and bought a Starfield console, paid the extra money to play it a week early. And I've heard fuck all since then about the game. So I'm like, dude, that's pretty telling to me about, like... And he loves mediocrity in games. So (laughs) the fact that he... Despite that, he still hasn't... I mean, dude, his favorite game is The Last of Us. And it's like... He's played it, like, ten times. And it's like, sure, it's a good game, I guess... And it's like, but I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like someone telling me their favorite game is The Last of Us. It's just kind of like. He's one of those that bought the PS5 remake a year after they released the other remake. Yeah, he did. And it's like one of those things where he's bought it. He's played it numerous times. It's just like, I don't think The Last of Us is God's gift to fucking gaming. Like, it's cool and all, but it's not like the end all be all to me of like the precipice that all games have to try to reach so i don't know i yeah i just i'm always bummed that they just keep making those just give me another uncharted man (laughs) give me an uncharted what's wrong so do you think this is like the so so do you think this is a bang or a bust this game i like so far I'm, i'm holding it like i'm hoping that it will pick up a little more. Like I want to get invested in it. Like mm-hmm. I want it to have the same feeling I feel like when I play Skyrim, but I don't think I'm going to get that out of this. I honestly kind of feel like it's a little bit of a bust in a way. Like, I don't know. Like one of the coolest things that I've seen, like, cause I'm on Twitter and stuff and I see people posting about Starfield and their Starfield stuff. Like, one of the things where, oh, dude, did you see you could do this in Starfield? And they filled their entire ship with potatoes. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, someone did that in Skyrim, like where they filled the entire river with potatoes. Like, that's not really like, oh, dude, check it out, though. Like, you can run through like 500 potatoes, and the physics are insane. And it's like, yeah, it looks just like when you fill any room in Skyrim with like a bunch of objects. Like, I don't really understand but then the other thing was they were like oh well if you hold i think it's like the square button or whatever like it kind of goes into like a personal touch mode to steal money without stealing money they Mm. picked up a basket 
and held it at the edge of a table and then were able to scoot the money into the basket and then carry it back to their ship and then collect it so that it wasn't stealing because the money was now in their ship and when it's like that's a lot of steps to just not get caught stealing. <laughs> like I'd sooner just murder everybody in the vicinity <laughs> and then just take the money and call it a day because there was no witnesses to see me steal it. Ah, uh, yes, the Grand Theft Auto 3 paradox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's stuff like that where it's just like, that shit's been done in other games. And it's like, that's not anything that's new or crazy to me. That's like, oh man, they really broke the mold with this one. So the thing I keep seeing from a lot of people and uh, and hearing is you kind of just need to burn through the story and then start New Game Plus. Because apparently once you get to New Game Plus, like a bunch of more features open up. And that seems like a bad way to do it. So. Dude. Dude, and that, I heard too that. So people have been saying, like, oh, dude, just do nothing but the mainline quest yeah, first. Like, yeah. Do not do any side quests. Da 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 da. And uh, Troy, who had been playing it, told me, he's like, dude, that is a terrible idea. He's like, dude, one <laughs> of the first side quests you do explains a lot of shit. And it's like, if you don't do that then it's like a lot of, I feel like a lot of this shit in the main quest stuff isn't going to make sense because you didn't do this particular side quest like right at the beginning of the game that helps explain a lot of this shit that's happening in the world in the main quest. Awesome. So let me ask you this. If this wasn't on like Game, game Pass, would you buy this game? No. <laughs> I probably wouldn't if I'm being honest like I the whole reason I'm probably even checking it out is solely because it was on Game Pass uh like I feel like the only way I straight up would have invested actual money into it would have been like if one of you had played it and been like Justin 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 stop what you're doing you need to play Starfield. That probably would have got me to actually, okay, like my trusted friends who know me are telling me to stop and play this game. I'm going to do it. But no one has told me, hey, Justin, you're a huge fan of Skyrim. You're going to love Starfield. Like no one has said fuck all to me about it. So now do you think it's, it's like Skyrim and man, my voice sounds horrible. Do you think it's like <laughs> Skyrim and Fallout in the regard where a year from now it's going to be a complete banger. Because remember, Skyrim, Skyrim had a, like people remember it now very fondly. It was rough. That first year was tough, dude. With Skyrim, I I honestly do think that it will within like the next year, like there will still be a community of people playing Starfield. Like there's people already doing mods and stuff and fixing shit in the game, like making the maps better and <laughs> doing stuff like that already. Uh, so I think people are going to have fun with it. And I do think that probably I, it might actually be like very much like a cyberpunk type situation where it's like the, a year from now, it's going to probably be a really good game. But it's one of those things where a year from now, it will also be forgotten because so many <laughs> other games will have come out by then that will have stolen the spotlight that unless you are just like a diehard space and like Bethesda fan, whatever, that this is like your thing. I don't think 
a lot of people are going to be returning to Starfield a year from now unless they've just constantly been involved in that community in that time. Do you think this game would have benefited from maybe cooking for another four months and then they put it out in 2024 at the beginning of 2024 instead of where they did it in 2023? It's so hard because it's Bethesda. I feel like they could have had 30 more years to do the game and it still would have been messed up. Like, it's just, that's just Bethesda. Like, that's their wheelhouse. Like, I don't think the game could have been fixed in any way unless, like, another studio took a crack at it. Like, because that's just them. Like, it's just, that is how they roll, is they just throw it out there into the wild, and then they just continue to work on it until, and let the community take over. Yeah, I mean, the Bethesda way is really, like, get it to a good, solid running point and then release it into the wild, and the next year is people beta testing it for them, and then a huge patch comes out and fixes, like, 80% of the problems. Yeah, I will say, though, I will give them credit. Like, in my time of playing, I've seen online a lot of the glitches and stuff that people have had, like, you know, people getting stuck in doors, people... Uh, there was one where it was, like, during a cutscene, someone was talking, and then, like, I guess some pirate some threw a grenade during this like talking <laughs> yeah, cutscene and just like blew people up in the background and stuff while this is happening i have the guy had... that was actually like doing the conversation yeah. <laughs> like and i've had where it's like the audio like just mashing through like the audio say like the audio is like stacking on top of each other to where it just like becomes a jumbled mess of like 30 different audio files all talking over each other at the same time i haven't had any of those issues um so I actually think it's probably the least buggy uh, Bethesda game that I've ever played. And, you know, as much as I love Skyrim, you know, in my save file, I do have a dragon corpse stuck in a door in this town <laughs> that that happened at the beginning of the game. And 300 hours later, it's still there. And every time I quick teleport to that town, the body wriggles in the door for like two <laughs> minutes before it finally stops. So, and it has its skin back on it, and it's just this lifeless corpse wiggling around everywhere. So, I haven't had anything like that. But see, that's the thing with Bethesda. Somehow, all of those are like weirdly charming bugs. Like, yeah, no, that like, makes like it fun. You said that, all of us, including you, were laughing. And like, <laughs> no one's mad about it. People are like, oh, that's kind of awesome. And it's like, every Bethesda bug I hear about is just kind of that. It's just kind of like, oh, that's that's kind of rad. That's kind of fun. But, yeah, no, it's a... Uh, I mean, games of this scope just take a while. Like, No Man's Sky took, like, three years to find its footing. And I, I can see that, you know, the games, Bethesda games especially, they remind me a lot of, like, when Apple rolls out a brand new product. You don't buy the first one. You buy the second one. And so that's what I mean where it's like, maybe wait, or kind of like a, a Cyberpunk 2077 was, where it's like, mm -hmm. you wait for that big patch, and then you jump in. Something like that. Yeah. like, And I think maybe they will do like some sort of, take a note from Cyberpunk later on, where they will do maybe some like free 
I don't know, like update thing or whatever. That's kind of mm. like the set, the second relaunch of Starfield, where it's like, oh, dude, now check out all the shit you can do now in Starfield. Like now's the time to be playing Starfield. And by the way, it's on Game Pass still. <laughs> so, a question about the planets. So, like, when you get to a planet, does it feel that everything is like super? Like, is it sparsely populated? Like everything's super far away, and there's like these small clusters that you have to travel to 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 do stuff or do you feel that everything is pretty well balanced to where like you know it's it's a little bit of traveling and then it's a lot of action and then it's a little bit more traveling you know i mean does does it feel like there there's just like these huge pockets of space where nothing's happening or is there always like something kind of going on that like you can choose to engage or not so, so far, I've only been on, I want to say, like, two or three other planets. And the one I'm on right now where I'm, like, exploring this, uh, it's some, like, I don't know, science lab thing or whatever that I have to, like, go investigate. Uh, on this planet, it's uh, pretty desolate out there. It's, like, a kind of deserty, kind of mountainish environment. There's creatures and stuff, but in terms of people... Uh, there wasn't like any people walking around, and of course at the uh, at the lab itself, uh, everyone is pretty much dead except for the pirates that are trying to attack me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that doesn't have a lot going on, but like in the kind of main home planet or whatever that like you know you start out on before when you meet the little galaxy quest people or whatever that kind of you join their faction and stuff like there's a lot happening and like a lot of people and that's kind of one of the things too like i brought like there's shops and like whatever but it's like i have no idea where any of that is like you just kind of stumble upon it like the map doesn't really tell you like oh hey if you walk over here and what you can like sell your shit you kind of have to just walk and like learn the layout of the land um, which, you know, can be fun at first, but then, you know, when you just want to go and sell shit, it becomes annoying where you're just like, dude, where the fuck is this? Like, I've been walking <laughs> around, like, I just want to drop this off and then go back to doing whatever I was doing. Um, I haven't, one of the other complaints I've heard about is like carrying capacity and stuff is like not great, like in terms of being over encumbered. And it does the Skyrim type thing where once you're over encumbered, you can't fast travel and you move really slow. And I think from what I heard too, when you're over encumbered, it also uses up like your oxygen a lot quicker. <laughs> so it's like you do not want to be over encumbered. And people were like, yeah, dude, there's these like super cool upgrades or whatever that like you want to try and do at the very beginning of the game, like try and upgrade your carrying capacity as like soon as possible and it's like dude no one wants to like sit there for like their first like two three upgrades and just solely invest in carrying capacity like you want to invest in health you want to invest in stamina you want to invest in like cool shit like not like oh cool now i got my carrying capacity to a point where i can actually play the game like that just doesn't sound fun (laughs) in that regard yeah i uh i also have to applaud bethesda on their um on their choice to not put in um, vehicles on the planets. Uh, so you just got to walk your happy ass everywhere. Um, 
please change that. <laughs> please. I mean, it just yeah. seems, it just seems like a horrible, horrible that, thing to omit. That strikes me as a, uh, a processing power issue or a, we don't have time for this bullshit issue. <laughs> so I think I know exactly what you're talking about too, Shannon. I want to say Todd Howard came forward and he's like, yeah, you know, we did that intentionally. So, you know, the player really gets a feel for the, like, you know, can enjoy the environment and isn't just like blowing through it in vehicles. You know, you're walking around on foot, you know, a real adventure type shit. And then I think someone complained about like, uh, they're like, oh, dude, yeah, it doesn't like run really well on my computer. And he's like, yeah, well, sounds like you need better hardware. <laughs> like, because it runs great here on mm-hmm. you know the RZ eight thousand sixty whatever that's like on fucking NASA ships and stuff like we don't have any issues running Starfield so sounds like a you problem buddy. <laughs> God damn, I was like I like it. Yeah, we didn't put vehicles in so you could explore the scenery and then like the, there's a shot of the scenery and it's a desolate wasteland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you guys started this for three hours while you walk across the planet. That's fun. Dude, that was also something I've heard complaints about is like, so there's like a lot of like, you know, in any typical Bethesda game, like a lot of shit to pick up. Like, oh, do you pick up this bit? And that's kind of been me. I'm like, oh, this seems kind of useful. Or I'm like, oh, like I can sell this for 200 credits or whatever. So I'm just going to pick this up and it's fairly light. So I'm like, it's light. It's worth money. I can sell it. I'm going to pick it up. Uh, but a lot and of then, people, and come, then your encumbrance kicks in, and you're like, "Yeah, but I can't carry anything." <laughs> and I'm like, "And I'm dumping all this shit right here at the entrance." Um, but that's one of the things I heard people complain about is they're like, "Yeah, I picked up all this stuff, but I don't, and I'm over encumbered. I need to drop stuff, but I don't actually know what's useful. Like, what <laughs> is useful in this collection of stuff that I actually like will need in the game, and what's just garbage that I can get rid of because it doesn't really tell me." Uh, like what is actually useful material and like what is just like oh we're just filling in space in the room and this is just like an object that's gonna probably not <laughs> benefit you in any way shape or form so that's been my experience with starfield so far wah, wah. and it's been hard because like i want to play more starfield but then it's like i'm sitting there it's like I kind of just want to play Sea of Stars. Like, I want to go back because I know what I'm doing in Sea of Stars. And that is telling. I mean, that speaks volumes. Yeah. I, I mean, call me crazy, but that didn't sound like a wah-wah. That sounded more like a... I, I mean, maybe you were expecting greater things, but it didn't sound bad yeah. by any means. Like, I... I'm not completely turned off as Starfield. Like, I do want to play more. I do want to put in more time. And I might have, you know, here in a couple weeks, I might have, you know, you'll hear me singing a different tune maybe about Starfield once I get a little more time in it. But as of right now, it's, I want to say it's about what I expected, I guess. Like, I I initially wasn't, like, you know, super hyped for it. And then the trailers and stuff, I'm like, maybe once I get to, like, a really cool planet or something, I'll be like, oh, dude, like, this is awesome. I think maybe that's the thing is I need a really cool moment to mm-hmm. happen to really pull me in because I just haven't had one of those yet to really be like, okay, this is, like, the defining moment that makes me want to continue playing Starfield. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're having a Shannon uh, Aliens Colonial Marines experience. <laughs> No, no, he got he gets to play Starfield for free. Uh, I put in sixty dollars to Colonial Marines, mm-hmm. as Shannon does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That was before Tri- I was using this podcast as a tax deduction for my video game habit. <laughs> Triangle strategy strikes again. <laughs> Did, Digimon's story. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, okay, sure. Like, yeah, let's let's make a list of my failed video games. <laughs> yeah, we should, it's long. It's long. We, we should totally do that one episode. That would be really fun. Monster oh, Hunter. Man. Monster Hunter stories got 90% of the way through that one. Uh-huh, and the other Monster Hunter game? 1%. Wait, yeah. You got 90% and didn't finish it? Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't remember. I think go. there was another game that came out that I just wanted to play. <laughs> Shannon was like, I got $60 burning a hole in my pocket and $6 a GameStop store credit. I mean, it's still on my Switch. It's still on one of the memory cards on my Switch. I just got to finish it out. All right, all right. It's just, um, I don't know how you do that. It blows my mind. <laughs> I know, like, it's it's weird. I know, I don't know. I don't, I don't it, know either. Like, <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> yeah, we agree with you. Yes. <laughs> I don't, Shannon's just like completely shut down now. He's like, all right, guys. I don't. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't have. A, I don't have anything to tell you. It is. It is weird. It is like. I, it's. It's a. It's. You know, it, like I don't know why I lose the thread. Like, but I get there, and I maybe it's because like I have that thing where I want to do everything, and then I start doing it, and I was like, "God damn, this sucks!" And then like I just stop to take a break, and then I never go back to it. All right. Uh, do we do we have any sirens this week? Um, I don't. I mean, do you want to do some anime bullshit, Justin? Because we could talk about ju- uh, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen a little bit. Uh, I hear some sirens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you what. Uh, the sirens are going to scare me off this week because I really can't talk much anymore anyway. So I'm I'm going to let you guys have your anime sirens. And uh, I, will, I will bid you both good night. All right. You, All right. you good, take good night, your cough sir. drops. Take a good rip of the... Uh, the NyQuil jewel pod and you know <laughs> get, get some rest i will i will thank you all right have a good night guys night. goodbye all right. so right. yeah now, now that zach's away it's anime time <laughs> so yeah so uh what'd you think of this newest episode dude so we're starting juju kaisen yeah Dude, God, dude, it's been a, it's been so good, and I, I w- I'm really excited for uh, what's gonna happen next week. Like, it, there's been a lot of buildup for this, uh, this arc, and it feels like shit's about to pop off uh, next week. And it's, it's the second half has started out extremely strong. We got Mechamaru in his. Uh, Gundam mech fighting, um, I can't remember his name, the dude who's all stitched up and stuff, he's a bad guy with decay, and, you know, I, we, we talked a little bit before the podcast, you know, you're under the theory that Mechamaru is dead after this fight, I'm not convinced because it's the typical, we didn't see a body, I didn't see him actually get decayed or morphed into oblivion, so... There's a chance that, you know, he may just be laying low and then like during this uh, Shibuya arc or whatever, he might resurface to help help the gang out. Uh, 
I think I think he's gonna be like uh like because you didn't see him die and nobody knows he's dead. And but you know like the other two people, like you know, the the two bad guys, uh they're kinda in on it. Like you know, he was the informant, right? Like he was yeah. he was feeding them information. Um so like, you know, he was kinda doing it so that he could get his body back. Mechamaro did it so he could get his body back, so he could like, you know, then be a more formidable opponent um when trying to take these bad guys down. Um, so it's kind of like a trap, right? It's kind of like he used them to get, he, he gave, he fed them information to heal his body so he could ultimately try to take them down. It was kind of like this, you know, uh, kind of sacrificing himself, right? Cause it puts him on the wanted list for all of his friends. Um, so I think what's going to happen is he, he gets killed and he's going to be like this, like kind of canary in the coal mine, right? Like they're going to find him dead. And they're going to be like, oh, snap, like something's up. And then that's going to be like the uh, way that they're going to save Gojo because now Gojo is in like this, uh, you know, uh, veil mm. in the middle of Tokyo. And like, you know that the simple domain is going to come into effect because like they focused on that so heavily in this first episode. They're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, even even Gojo himself couldn't stop this. Like once it's in there, like this is how we're going to get him. Like we're going to set this up and then that's this is going to be like that linchpin that like we're going to use when he thinks he has us and we're going to flip the script on him. So, I mean, I think that was what it was. It was just kind of like a lot of setup to like see the strategy that the villains are going to use in this arc. And then we're kind of left saying, like, oh, snap. Like, they actually have a way to hurt this guy who they thought was unbeatable. So Yeah, it, the, the, that's kind of my thing is I don't actually think their goal is to hurt Gojo. Like, going back to season one, their whole thing is they're, like, they want him out of the way because mm -hmm. they're trying to do something and they know that Gojo can, like, foil their plans. So I think they're basically trying to, like, trap him. I don't know if they're trying to, like, trap him or seal him, like, into this, like, veil or, uh, like, a domain expansion or something. But mm -hmm. that's what I'm interested to see is, like, okay, once you get Gojo out of the way, like, w I, I'm excited to see what it is they're trying to do. Like, are they just going to start, like, mass, like, genocide fucking Tokyo? Like, because it seems like we got to see at the end, like, everyone's kind of in their little, like, pocket groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know something's about to pop off and there's going to be like five different fights happening at the same time. So I'm excited to see kind of like how that unfolds and who's kind of paired up with who. Mm -hmm. It is pretty interesting that they kind of went that route right away. Like they kind of like cut through all the BS and they're like, okay, we have these guys. There's like, you know, like what is it? Fourth year and like first year. And we're just going to, put them all in a tier now. Like it's no longer like years. Like you're just tiers now. And since you guys have all seen some shit, like you're all tier one, right? Like we're putting you like, yeah. you're, you're not, you're not super tier, but like, you're going to be facing a lot more like dangerous enemies by yourselves. Is basically what they put, they put out there in like the first five minutes of the, of the, the show. Yeah. So, so you're like, you know, everybody's going to be fighting somebody big. And it's like, you have all of your people that you know and love, uh, are already out and around kind of doing their thing. And then now we got to find out what these enemies are. Like who are, who are the enemies that we're going to be seeing these people fight? So it'll be interesting. And then, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, the, what's the, the, the main guy, what's his name? Um, like the dude with who uh, eats the fingers. What's his name? Yeah, uh, 
God, dude, I'm terrible with names. Okay. Man. So anyway, like you know, the other dude that was like his be- his brother, like his best buddy, like um in the in the last season, uh you know he's all excited because he's like, oh, I get to be there. I'm gonna be with him. We're gonna watch him grow. Like we're gonna be at like an indomitable like duo. And then the other ladies just like. Yeah, you know you can't you can't be with him because you uh, you recommended him to go to like tier one, so like you can't uh, you can't be with him. And so I was like, God dang it! I was like, that was probably one of the best like dynamics, like those two people together, like when they were fighting in season one or when they were like yeah, right at the like season finale. I'm like that was some epic level stuff, and it was funny and it was engaging. Like I would like to see more of that. So I'm kind of bummed that we might not see that this season like they're going to be doing two different things his name's yuji <laughs> damn god dang it but yeah it's um they came, they came out the gate swinging and uh i can't wait to see where the rest of this season goes Dude, have you watched any more of the one piece live action no i wanted to i started watching it on saturday night and uh my wife was too tired to continue watching it she's like i want to watch this and i forbid you to watch it without me and i was like whoa wow. those are big words so well, i'm excited um, for it. yeah so we're we're gonna watch that i did watch uh the most recent episode of ahsoka um which was uh interesting um i don't know why they keep trying to de-age hating christensen and put him in everything now. Like, I mean, yeah, you were Darth Vader. I get it. Like, what what is in your contract that makes you need to be in everything right now? Because like, it's just, it's a little aggressive. It's a little, it's a little egregious. Has Ahsoka been really good? You know what? It's the, the first episode was kind of slow, um, but it basically piggybacks off of the animated Star Wars Rebels like series. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the, there's some pretty cool ways that they integrate, like, the jumping from the animated series to the real-life series. Um, you know, and mainly it's just, you know, paying homage to the heroes and, like, what happened in the season finale uh, or the series finale. And then they have this kind of, like, cartoonish-style, like, artwork, like, drawn on a wall like a mural that kind of shows the heroes of the war. So that's kind of, like, how they incorporated the animated series into the real-life uh, action the, the the live action um, Ahsoka, so that's kind of interesting. But like once you get past the first episode, which is a lot of like plot and a lot of setup, and they get to like episodes two, three, and four, it is pretty good. Um, the action does pick up. The uh, storyline seems to be going somewhere. I like um, uh, what's her name uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Like she plays a really good Jedi. She's not, like, laying it on super thick. She has a very calm demeanor. I like um, how Ahsoka in her older age is a lot more reserved and calm and methodical, whereas in, like, Rebels and um, the, uh, the uh, what was the other animated series? Um, Clone Wars? Clone Wars, yeah. Um, she was a lot more, like, rash, brash, and, like, you know, youth. Like, she had that youthful ignorance that, like, got her into a lot of trouble. Now she's, yeah. like, a lot more, like, you know, she's been there, so she's kind of, like, more reserved with her actions. But she still, when she gets riled up and she sees people around her that she cares about getting, uh, you know, there's the potential of them getting hurt, you can see her still lash out with those emotions that are, are familiar to her. So 
I think she's a very well-rounded character, and I like where they're going with the with the series. I just I just hope the the momentum continues. Yeah, dude. I so I do want to say I do want to go back to just One Piece real quick. Just no, go, go I for it. I'm sorry, I have... kind of railroaded you. No, no, no. You're fine. I just wanted to. Uh, so I did finish the series. No uh, way, really? Not. So not only did I finish it. What if I told you I watched it twice? <laughs> no way, really? Because, yeah, wow. because I watched it, and then, of course, Megan wanted to watch it, so then mm-hmm. I literally rewatched it again with her. So mm-hmm. I have now watched it all the way through twice now. And How many, how many episodes is it? It's eight. Oh, okay. It's so, eight-hour-long mm-hmm. episodes, so... Okay. So I've invested 16 hours into <laughs> the One Piece live action, and... And I don't watch the anime, uh, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, it was funny because Megan loved it. Like, she wants a season two now, and supposedly season two is already written. But, you know, because of the uh, writer-actor strike that's going on, like, they can't start filming anything until that's resolved. Mm-hmm. But season two is apparently already basically good to go i think it just needs the green light from netflix and the strike to be over and they can get started on that that's dope um now like did you does it does it end on a like a i mean is it a cliffhanger where you're like expecting a season two or like do they put a nice little bow on it like if like if this never comes back is this a pretty good like contained story if it it's one of those things like if it never came back i think a lot of people would be disappointed because it you know a in the in the world of one piece the whole point is you know for them to find the one piece and whatever and it's like they haven't done that like in the manga whatever like no the one piece still has not been found and it's one of those you know things where everyone kind of has their own ambitions you know that you find out like luffy's is to become king of the pirates and find the one piece like zoro is to become the world's greatest swordsman uh you know nami wants to make a map of the world like everyone kind of has their own driving force that you know but at the end of season one you know like no one's king of the pirates no one's like there's still a lot of stuff like left to be done and it's like yeah like luffy's crew or whatever like he still has like five more people to get like to complete his crew uh so and i'm assuming like if we get season two i know we'll be getting at least like two or three more members or whatever in season two like that's what's coming next but Mm -hmm. i feel like in terms of where it ends it's a good ending like for what it is for something as big as one piece like for wrapping up like the arc that they're on like it does a good job of like feeling like okay well they wrapped all of this up and they're kind of like setting off to go like do the next thing um so you know it feels good in that regard but it's one of those if it just never came back it's just like okay well i guess we never you know and people don't want to watch the anime or like look anything up like i guess we we just we'll never know what happens i guess (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny that um, that you say that because 
I mean, they just they just released today that they said that uh, One Piece, the anime, surpassed Harry Potter for like the number of um, I think like downloads, like for people actually wanting to watch not only the live action but the anime. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, so you know, good for One Piece. Um, but yeah, have you have you been uh, uh, have you been keeping up on Zom One Hundred or uh, any other animes like your My Life as a Vending or I was reincarnated as a vending machine? You still up on that? Yeah. Like any of those? Yes. So Zom One Hundred has still been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've really liked it. Uh, still no. I mean, I'm not surprised, but we still haven't gotten the big titty samurai girl yet so uh, i'm hoping i like she looks fun like i i want the group to be together like we're still putting together the group like i want the group to be together already and be going on adventures um so i'm hoping that uh wherever are you caught up on zom no we went back uh because my wife wanted to try watching it with me so we went back and we did the comedian episode again uh okay and you know i always think it's funny when the dude like jumps across the building and rips his clothes off and then like clips his balls on the side of the building. And then he's just like, Oh, that hurts. And then like, I find that hilarious. My wife does not find it as funny, but dude, I just think their relationship together is really funny. Like the two dudes, like he (laughs) seems like such a Chad, but he's like very like, Oh yeah, dude, fuck it. Like I got your back. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the two of them together. Um, it's really cute. Uh, vending machine has been, like, if you told me that, like, Reincarnated as a Vending Machine was a good anime, I would have called you a liar. But, dude, every week I am very excited to watch it because they just do, like, the weirdest things. And that's what makes it so funny is because it's like I have no idea, like, the next week where they're going with it. Like, in last week's episode, um, the people who run restaurants in the town are like, oh, dude, we should do it a uh eating like a food eating contest and they wanted boxo who's the vending machine to get involved and like they're like oh dude but like we have all these people who want to compete but then dude if they eat like these group of people are like there's these like little wolf kid people and whatever and like oh dude they're like fucking like garbage disposals dude if they enter the contest (laughs) we're gonna lose money so then boxo provides them with soda and tries to make them drink soda so that like that fills them up to eat less so then the food people actually like turn a profit so they like hire him to like dispense like all this cola and stuff to like help uh do the contest and the chick who ends up winning uh the contest they're like oh you get to use boxo for free for like an entire day and boxo's like bro i didn't fucking sign up for this but whatever so she gets to use boxo and then takes them into some like underground area from whatever village she came from which has like a bunch of poor kids running around so that was like touching she's like oh you know you guys get all this snack food and then like boxo like transformed into uh, a laundry machine and like washed all their clothes and then provided hot water so they got to take like a hot bath and stuff so it has like really cute like little moments like that and and stuff where it's like okay like yeah she could have been like a dick and just like ate her weight and fucking mozzarella sticks or whatever but she actually like went down and like helped out like this orphanage of lost children or whatever so that was really fun nice uh I also want to say, it was announced today, Attack on Titan, final <laughs> season, 
part three, part two <laughs> comes out November <laughs> November fifth or whatever is fourth. when we're finally November getting fourth. The, it's November fourth. November fourth. I knew it was beginning in November, but yeah. yes, the final the final like two hour episode of Attack on Titan will come out November fourth. I, I dude, I love that so much. It was like part like part three, part two, part two. Yeah, because <laughs> it is part two. But it is the final season, part three, part two, which is like the worst naming convention I could think of. But man, those kids have been through enough. Man, you don't need to keep <laughs> coming up with these weird ass titles. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just glad that it's fine. I'm like, I just want to see how it ends. I just want, you know, everyone's gonna die. Just end it. I was gonna say, do you think the artwork for the uh, like the the reveal has anything to do with it? Like the little cabin on the grassy hill, like you know, with the blue sky behind it. There's like little See, smoke coming out the top. I don't know. Like my thing is like, isn't that cabin Aaron's house? Was that it, bro? Like, like I'm I I have I I'm waiting for the whole thing to come like out so then I can just binge yeah, watch the whole. Yeah, because that from the poster, I kind of thought of it as because the poster. It's like a little cabin with the whatever, mm-hmm. and you see like the giant shadow of like the Titan, and mm-hmm. I kind of picked thought of it as like a coming home, like the cabin is where Aaron started, and then the giant Titan shadow is like where he is now. So it's like the beginning meets the end of it's the full circle of Aaron's <laughs> story or whatever. It's like Thanos so. going back home and like just chilling in the cabin on the a- a- alien planet. <laughs> exactly. Like Aaron's like, well, you know. Wiped out all of humanity. Like, I did my part. The, the <laughs> rumbling never has to happen again. <laughs> then there's, like, one human left over in the forest somewhere, like, saying, I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, all right, we gotta go back. <laughs> uh, what else have I been watching? Uh, like, Zom was good. There's, there's one that I've been watching that's, like, uh, I think I told you about it. It's a uh, Konosuba. Um, where it's an, e- have I not told you about it at all? I don't know. It's a, give me, give me the loadout. I mean, the so, name doesn't sound familiar, but so the whole premise is this dude, it's an isekai. So the dude dies and he goes to the like purgatory and the goddess chick or whatever was, a uh, gonna, it's like, Oh, I'm going to drop you in this fantasy world. And you get to take like one item or special power with you and you'll get to live whatever is like a hero in this fantasy world and she was just like ripping on him for how he died because he like died of like a heart attack or whatever because he thought he was gonna get run over by this car saving this like cart or whatever saving this chick but turns out like no one was ever gonna get hurt and he just ended up dying anyway by accident (laughs) and so she was just mocking him up and down so despite her he chose her as the one item to take into the other world. So it rips her from the purgatory world into the fantasy world. And she can't return back until they defeat the demon King. Mm-hmm. So okay. she's like, okay, well we need to defeat the demon King so I can go back to being a goddess. And he's like, I don't really want to like, I'm fine. Just staying here. Like, and so he ends up like, building a team of it's him and then it's the goddess chick who she's like the goddess of water but she also like has healing powers and some other stuff uh it's little lowly looking uh demon mage chick who does explosion magic but the twist is she can only do it once per day and once she does it 
her body she just like flops like a wet noodle and like she can't move (laughs) for a certain amount of time because she just like (laughs) uses up all her magic and they're like why don't you learn other magic she's like no i've invested everything i have in explosion (laughs) magic and that's all i do and then there's a holy night chick that is like super strong but she like can never hit her target she constantly misses like her accuracy (laughs) she may be super strong but her accuracy is like zero (laughs) and she's also a masochist so (laughs) she loves being like ashamed and like being hurt and whatever she will intentionally like use her body as a shield and put herself in dicey situations just to like feel pain or feel embarrassment uh (laughs) and she just like thrives on it and the main dude his power that he gets is he kind of becomes like a thief kind of character and he gets the ability to steal um and he has high luck, and that, like, determines, like, how successful he is at stealing. Uh, and what he becomes known for is, like, there's these, like, two chicks or whatever that were, like, giving him fucking shit in town. And he was, like, steal! And he basically steals their panties and, like, embarrasses <laughs> them in town. And then he becomes, like, labeled as a pedophile. But, like, none of these people are good people. And that's what makes it funny is they are all horrible people who backstab each other and like shit on each other constantly (laughs) but they're a team and it's just so in the characters themselves are just really entertaining and they're like relationships that they have and like the one dude the main guy gets arrested and goes to jail and they're like and his team betrays him and (laughs) they like konosuba the the goddess chick comes to visit him and he's like dude what the fuck you guys like threw me under the bus and she's like yeah, someone had to take the fall, but we're here to break you out. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I got them doing explosion magic to distract the guards. And she's like, and I came to help get you out. And he's like, okay, well, how are you going to do that Like from outside? And she's like, huh, I brought you this. And it's like a little lock pick for him to pick the lock. And she's like, so I'll wait out here. You pick the lock and we'll get out of here. And he goes to pick the lock and it's a combination lock. And he's like, well, this is useless. So then he just goes to bed. And it's been like three days later. And she's like, dude, I waited all night for you outside. And he's like, dude, it's a combination lock. I can't get out. And she's like, oh. And she's like, okay, well, so then new plan. And she's like, I'm just going to like blow a fucking hole in this wall. And then we're just going to get you out. And he's like, okay, well, then that's not really me sneaking out. And then they're just going to come after. And he's like, all right, I'm just going to go back to bed. <laughs> so like he just like does not care and he's just enjoying being in jail because he's like away from them and he's like i don't want to deal with them he's like i'm just gonna catch up on some sleep um but that's been really entertaining and that has like two seasons in a movie and i'm like halfway through season two and it was funny because like at the beginning of season two they saved the town from this dude but Konosuba created this giant flood of water and whatever, but it also damaged the town. So it's like, yeah, you're heroes, but you also incurred like millions of dollars in debt because you fucked the town up. So now they're like trying to work off the debt. And where I'm at now, they actually just got the debt pardoned. So he's like, oh my God, now I'm free. And like the adventure begins. So I'm just now waiting. I'm like, how is this going to go wrong? (laughs) Now that this all got resolved, I'm like, something worse has to happen to them. So I'm waiting to see what exactly is going to happen that's just going to, like, ruin his day. And what's the name of that? Uh, It's called Konosuba. 
Okay. I'll it's like it Konosuba, like God's wonderful earth or whatever, but it, it's hilarious. I highly recommend it. Okay. <laughs> um, well. But th- that's all I've been watching for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been watching a lot of other garbage stuff, but I'm not going to uh, bore you with that. Okay. Well, uh, I guess it's time for us to land this plane then, huh? Yeah, you better, since I hosted Shannon, why don't you land this plane? You know what, guys? Uh, Thank you for listening to the fifth year complete episode of That Pixel Life. Um, Please go ahead and leave us a review wherever you download us, whether it be Spotify or iTunes or any of that fun stuff. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. I think we still have a group over there. Um, yeah. Please uh, tell your tell your troop about us. Um, we're likable guys. Um, I can't think of anything else to say after uh, you know doing this. I, I, I don't usually do the closing. Justin, you're the pro here. But uh, since we don't have Zach or Robbie here right now, Justin, um, what do you think Robbie would say? If he was Robbie would say, hey guys, go be great. And football is back again. <laughs>